this is Moni Singh and welcome to Teaching STEM podcast and video series. Today I want to focus on finding your what and I want to talk to the STEMers out there. You may be a teacher who is looking to get started with STEM, providing your STEM rotations, your STEM specials, or maybe you are an entrepreneurial parent and you want to start offering um, STEM after school programs or camps or other kinds of enrichment in your community. Now, oftentimes, actually most of the times I've seen a conversation or a thought process that begins this way. Hey, I want to start um, some uh, STEM classes. And then you start thinking about what are some cool activities that you can do or um, the, the focus immediately goes towards activities. Um, uh, oh, and then, you know, there are lots of these ideas out there. So, OK, maybe I can use the, the volcanic eruption or maybe I can um, uh, have an activity where kids are making a chair out of newspapers or I'm doing this uh, balloon car project where the kids are racing cars using the power of balloon and all that stuff. Those activities are great, right? And you're thinking about what activities can you use to make it really exciting and interesting for the children to get them uh, um, uh, interested in, in what they're doing. However, I want to challenge that. I want to challenge that thought process. Um, here is why, because the most important aspect when you're thinking about beginning your STEM classes is to think about what? What is it that you're going to accomplish with the kids? What are your goals, your objectives um, from a learning perspective as you think about, as you plan out your STEM activities? So the activities, the how come later, you do have to focus on first the what. What is it that you want to accomplish with the kids? Because if you try to do how, thinking about the activities before deciding the what, it's almost like putting the cart before the horse. Cart before the horse. And if that's the situation you can imagine, there's no way for us to move the cart forward. The horse has to be in the front and horse is the what. So the what comes first. Um, I want to give an example of, you know, it's uh, you never have a situation where you just, you know, kind of get out of the get out of the home, get in your car and say, OK, I'm just I'm just driving um, and I'll stop over wherever. Uh, most of the times you'll say, OK, I'm going to go to the grocery store um, or I'm going to go to the uh, to the UPS store. And before then, I need to go pick up some prescription medications and I have to go to the UPS store and actually have them shipped out to my dad, who is who is out traveling. You have a goal, an agenda, and then you basically plan out what you need to do to get to that goal. Um, Imagine, you know, taking a bunch of kids with you in a bus and saying, OK, I'm going to stop over and over um, at any, um, you know, uh, fancy, interesting thing I see along the roadside and we'll keep stopping and um, doing a little bit here, doing a little bit there. Um, you need to, again, that's not what you'll do, right? You'll plan out and you'll say, okay, maybe we are going to go see this museum and along the way we might stop at this and this McDonald's to eat food and so on and so forth. So again, knowing that what is very important um, and you, you have to have that resolved before you start thinking about the activities. So um, 
the um, I want to take another example, and if you um, uh, going back to the 1960s, uh, John F. Kennedy, um, he made a declaration, right, that we are going to send a man to the moon and bring him back safely within this decade. When he made that declaration, there was there was uh, no technologies. People did not know how it was going to happen. Um, he made that uh, declaration and then the scientists, the engineers, they sat down and they figured things out. And we were talking about during those days, um, the, the, the best technologies out there, which actually ultimately landed man on moon, um, were uh, computing, had computing power, you know, just about as much as we actually carry in our pockets these days with our phones. So, but they made it happen, right? So you have to always put that stake on the ground on the what, on what you need to happen. So. So we know that the what is important, that needs to happen first. So now let's think in the context of you beginning, you deciding to start a STEM program. So how do you figure out your what, okay? There are four, um, four aspects to consider, and I'm going to give you all four of them. Um, when you think about setting up your objectives um, uh, for your STEM programs, first you want to look at the strategic priorities of the school district. Um, are there certain things that the district overall is looking to accomplish? Um, you also want to look at the any kind of any strategic priorities set by your principal, by your own school, um, as you start thinking about uh, your goals with the STEM program, the STEM rotation, or the STEM classes. Um, you also want to look at the local community and. Think about who, what kind of local employers do you have there? Is there is there a, uh, a strong industry uh, that your community is is known for? Um, maybe you have a, a big employer like a, you know like a Boeing in your market, and you know you uh, uh, and so you see an infrastructure surrounding aerospace uh, in your in your community. And then uh, the fourth aspect is, uh, of course, you know the the grade level of the students you're looking to serve, and what kind of science-related educational standards are the kids learning, or are they're supposed to be learning uh, in in school during that uh, grade year. So, for example, uh, you know um, uh, your second graders or third graders may be learning laws of motion. So, is there something that you can do in your STEM programming so that you can bring that point home through more of the application? Because STEM has that benefit of adding the application of that learning to it. So, just to give you an example, um, I, I remember we were doing um, uh, um, helping one school district with uh, with their uh, programming for after school and summer. And so this this school district um, was in a in a, um, a rural coastal kind of an environment, and their community um, is known for so uh, for solar farms, and it's a lot of focus on creating solar farms uh, going on. Um, and so renewable energy was a key focus for this uh, for this um, uh, county, I would say, the school district that we were working with. And as we look at the district uh, goals itself, there's a lot of focus on uh, citizenship, community engagement. Um, 
and we looked at the grade level of students and we knew that there was um, there was an interest uh, you know they were learning about environmental sciences um, uh, in their in their school classroom so when we looked at all these components and with the staff of the the, the district we devised um, and we said okay you know the what could be in your situation um, is we, we, we uh, provide children an exposure to the career of environmental engineering and um, as part of that um, experience we um, we showcase the uh, the solar energy the renewable energy that your community is focused on and uh, try and bring uh, the 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 big industry player which was in that marketplace uh, to you know do some kind of uh, engagement with the school district as part of that program offering and then the number three was um, uh, to bring in that community engagement part having you know um, as as part of the output things that the children will be creating having some component of um, them doing uh, like a community message whether it was a, a PSA um, a public announcement I think a public announcement or um, doing some kind of um, an environmental so you know um, doing um, coordinating with the local authorities and having uh, some volunteer uh, work cleaning up the beach and so on and so forth so uh, it's an interesting thing how you can bring it all together to really make the point home make it a real connection for the children as you think about the what now once you've figured out the what now the activities now we can start digging deeper into the house and thinking about the activities but remember your core focus now becomes that you are getting kids more and more into the environmental engineering while you know giving them some experience on the community engagement side now showcasing some of the local industry players and it, it, that creates that ecosystem right now um, you as you you can actually take the kids uh, even out of the classroom uh, uh, have them do different community work you could have the company come out to you or the students being able to go out to the company location and it creates a totally unique and an experience that will be impactful i hope that helped you and um, keep thinking again remember when you begin focus on the what first and then begin thinking about the how with that we'll end this podcast and uh, the episode take care everyone have a good one